More on in-app account deletion, abandoned accounts, and a piece of new audio hardware. This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is brought to you by the Mac Voices Slack, available to all patrons of Mac Voices. Sign up today at patreon.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. This is the third and final part in a recent Mac Voices Live conversation. We pick up in the middle of our discussion of in-app account deletion and why it may or may not be a good idea. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. Well, I, th- I think, you know, if it's an app that's got a subscription that you, you know, I think this is like services, you know, it's not the app because it, the app would have to be subscribed through Apple's mechanism and Apple already has an unsubscribe mechanism. So this would be like if there's some service that you're signed up for through the company's payment system, not through, uh, you know, like, so you give your credit card, um, you know, like a gym membership. If you if if you can sign up to the gym membership through the app, then you have to be able to unsign up for, for the from the app. So I'm not sure how many things this covers because probably most of those things don't even you know like have a button in their app. They just you know would have it on the website or something. So I mean, this is still going to be a problem because there's lots of places that do this on, you know, like say you know this is like this would be like the New York Times, um, and I think that might even be a, an example. Like, isn't it difficult That's to get off the New York example. Times? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> no, it's not that difficult. I've canceled. It's but they they, they beg you to come back and they offer like a dollar a week and try to you know really entice you to. I mean, yeah. the, Wall Street, the Wall Street Journal does it too. I mean, I was I was subscribing because they were giving me that four dollars a month deal, and then I would get towards the end of the deal, and I, then I would cancel. And then they said, "Oh, you, if you really want to come back, here's this offer." And then all of a sudden, the four dollar deal is back again. I'm like, okay, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I, Jim, I don't know. I mean, I'll have, I'm going to have to go back and look, but I feel pretty confident that. I have apps that require me to create an account with the with the publisher that are not pay for. There's there's nothing pay for. There's no no subscription fee, and not even necessarily in app purchases. I, I'm I'm pretty sure I've, I've I mean I've got to go and look, but it just seems like I've gone through that process for a number of sites, and I'm not paying a fee for it. Yeah, I'm not sure if this covers that. And and I'm also like just as a consumer myself, I'm not sure why I would care at that point. Um I think maybe it does cover this. I think it even covers things like Twitter. So you you would have to be able to to delete your Twitter account from the app. I think that's what Apple's saying. Although I'm I'm sort of less like, you know, well, who cares? If I have a subscription with Twitter, account with Twitter that I never use, what do I care? You know, I'm more worried about if you're going to keep charging me. Um, mm, well, but I mean, there's I think there's new security vectors now or that things are taking advantage of that. that if they if I, I have mean, an account, if on I that, don't ever open the app, then how can that, you know. What doesn't difference does it make if some server in in uh, South Dakota has some digits that remember me? I'm, I'm not quite sure. 
but I just I I it just feels like it's one it's one more loose end out there. It's like almost like a credit card that you don't use anymore. That you know you keep in the desk drawer, you don't use it, but it's still sitting there on your credit report. And so if 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 it were to get hacked, or in the case of Twitter, if you know suddenly people were starting to post as ProView Gym One, you know, because you had a ProView Gym One account, that's not going to work out too well for you. Yeah, well, I'm not sure being able to delete the account is going to solve that problem either. Yeah, well, we're all kind of sloppy with some accounts we don't use anymore. Well, no, I mean, you know, if Twitter gets hacked, then, you know, Twitter gets hacked. Yeah, I don't know. But what's just... that got to do with whether I have an account or not? Well, if they've hacked, if they've hacked an account that is yours or identifies as you, as opposed to just creating a flat out Jim Ray fake account that they can, if they can leverage an account you already have and that may or may not already have some credible messages on it. Maybe I'm making this up too I, much as I yeah, go. I don't know. Cause I, I, I mean, I'm going back to when I had my Twitter account hacked and, you know, it suddenly got really uncomfortable because somebody was posting things to my audience as me that, you know, hap- happily were not terribly profane and terribly ugly, but, you know, and I was able to fortunately to regain my uh, control of my Twitter account, but you know, that, that was really uncomfortable for a little while. Did you ever find out how that happened? Yeah. Yeah. And it was, a, it was a combination uh, and I don't mind saying it here because it's a good lesson. Um, it was a combination of some social engineering uh, that I had nothing to do with. And then me not having turned on two-factor authentication on that particular account i turned it on everywhere else but i had not turned it on there thought i had had not and that would have protected me so you know that's why when i hear people talk about you know uh two-factor or multi-factor authentication being such a pain it's like it's a less it's, it's a simple easy last line of defense maybe a first line of defense uh, to me it's a first line of defense the last line of defense is when you're having to work with Twitter to try and regain control over <laughs> your own account. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. It's funny you say that, Jeff, because right now, almost every day, I, and I'm not sure what's happened, but I'm getting a security notification from Google on Gmail about an, about an account ID that is very close to mine, but is not mine. And I have to believe it's, you know, is somebody typed in something mistaken mistakenly and now i'm getting all their you know requests for verification and requests for confirmation and all that stuff and of course i'm not answering or responding to any of them but that poor schmuck is out there you know trying to get his account back and because he did a typo he can't get it back and that's an important life lesson for that person amen amen (laughs) it hasn't happened much lately but for a long time uh, i would get there, there are a number of James Rays around the world, and and I have that address on Gmail, and you know I would I'd got notifications from somebody in Australia that about their car being serviced, and somebody in England got a uh, a new phone, and I got all the you know here welcome to your new phone service, and 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 there's nothing you can do because I have no idea. And, you know, there's there's somebody in uh, Canada that has a grandson with my name and she kept keeps sending him money and I get the notifications. 
And in that case, I even, you know, I did, it did come with, and I actually, you know, emailed her and I'm like, you know, you seem really nice and you should know that <laughs> if you're using this wrong email address, I'm not, I'm not that person. And, and she was very nice and thanked me. And then a month later, she did it again. <laughs> <laughs> and what'd you get? But she, I don't think, you know, I was just getting notifications. So I thought you went out and bought something. I, I I wasn't getting the funds. I think that was correct, but somehow the email was, you know, the so I was getting notifications. You know, I think maybe her grandson, you know, maybe she had to call him on the phone and say, you know, here here's where this money is, because I, as far as I know, I didn't have any access to any money, but I just was getting, you know, hey, your grandma sent you, you know, fifty dollars or whatever. <laughs> I wish Brittany was here because I'm sure Canadian she has. Dollars. She has a lot of great stories about uh, having the last name Smith. Yeah, I can only imagine um, the kind of. I, I could she go gets. on for a ridiculously long time about the emails that I get. Yeah, and uh, there, there's this guy, and uh, I, I, his name is oh, Jimmy. Oh, you told us the guy, you know, the the wrist. You know, no, the that's a different guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different guy. No, the email, one of the many email uh, things that I get, it's it's to one of my Gmail accounts. And there's this guy named Jimmy Gamut who lives out uh, uh, like Arkansas or Tennessee. It's like Eastern, uh, Southeastern United States. And, um, and he will not fix his email address. And it got to the point where for his uh, truck when he would take his uh, his uh, F150 in for servicing and he'd get the emails saying how was our service and uh, and I would cancel the you know the emails and then they'd start in again which tells me he was giving them the email address again <sighs> anyhow i started responding to the to the uh, uh, service questionnaires i give them bad ratings and tell them i was really disappointed because i was promised that there was going to be an open bar and it wasn't there the dancing ladies were actually old men and uh and just on and on with all this stuff and still no response (laughs) yeah and and i still get emails for that guy all the time and and apparently now he has a friend that is traveling a lot <clears throat> so he's forwarding his travel itineraries to this oh, guy. Oh God. <laughs> so I know where this other guy is flying to all the time. Now, <laughs> now when when I got um, uh, sensitive information from his healthcare provider, and uh, I think it might have been his attorney or might, someone else's attorney. It doesn't matter. I I had an attorney thing also, but, but I did contact that uh company and i was like hey just so you know you're sending out this uh this uh personal information medical health records i am not this guy and they responded immediately <laughs> yeah, yeah that's sure i have i have to tell you i used to, there was a an orthopedic surgeon here that used to spell his name with a y instead of an i and you know and he was pretty prominent around here and i before email and all this stuff, yeah, I would get his phone calls constantly, and especially at you know like 
11, 12, 1, 2 in the morning, you know, you'd get those calls and you you try to explain to somebody. And so you hang up and they call you right back, you know, and, and so I just finally started making appointments for them the next morning. (laughs) Three Cheez-Its and call me in the morning. (laughs) <laughs> you know, nice. it's like then then at least they would stop calling me at that time of morning. So okay. yeah, I, I feel like I'm part of some family in France because there's uh, there's a matriarch in uh, in this family in France. And she sends out uh, like her little newsletters and family photographs and stuff. And I don't know these people <laughs> at all, but I get the uh the group emails and uh, and early on i sent her a message and and i said hey just you know i uh yeah i think you have the wrong email address but she never uh, took me off the list so at that point i was like okay cool i'm gonna live vicariously through this family in france and they do some fun things so it's okay hey we got one more to go so jeff you should start a new uh uh, I don't know, podcast or blog or whatever of, you know, you my, know, my fake French email. life. Yes. We, we, Jeff Gamay, not that kind of show. <laughs> Jeff Gamay. Yeah. Good Frank. Today's Mac voices is supported by the Mac voices Slack. The Mac voices Slack is where you can connect with the members of the Mac voices live panel and other Mac voices patrons. Get in on the discussions, agree or disagree with our opinions, and get your voice heard. Sign up at patreon.com slash macvoices. And thanks for supporting Mac Voices. Uh, we have one more story to go, and this one's just for David Ginsburg. Because David <laughs> texted me last night at, uh, at, 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 it wasn't that unreasonable an hour, saying he was drooling all over this. He couldn't wait to get his hand on it. It's the new Rode Procaster 2. So this sort of fits in with um, with the whole podcast theme of earlier in the discussion. So, David, what makes this so drool-worthy, and how quickly are you going to get yours? Quickly, I'm not going to get mine, because uh, after watching a lot of the social media influencers who, of course, have advanced units that they got to find out more about, um, that uh, this unit, yeah, it's beautiful and all, but what uh, you guys have been hearing my voice for years, me using, I've had this Roadcaster Pro, the first one for three years, and it sounds great. It works great. I got it nice and tweaked. But what is standing out on this one is uh, the, uh, the the toggle bars are all programmable now. So you can program them to any type of source you want. Uh, the other thing is the, the big thing that stood out was the fact of not uh, that the uh, the gain on the head, headphones are like almost 72 dB. They said gain on it. So, uh, that's that's again they haven't got the final specs yet but that's that's something that that is pretty awesome the fact that that is going to make things sound even better uh the the fact that it has two USB-C uh outputs that you can hook two multiple devices in, including external drive if you want to as well as an ethernet connection for putting it on the network and uh, wi-fi and, and wi-fi as well yeah so uh so it is a pretty slick uh device they you know they 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 slimmed it down a little bit and made the buttons a little smaller not not so crazy but uh, i think uh of anything that, that stands out with this is it, it's going to appeal to not just podcasters, it's going to be content creators for anybody that wants to uh, edit music and do all kinds of other stuff that beyond you know, what 
this was doing. This one here is perfectly good. The the for the first first Rodecaster Pro. I mean, it's at its it's at its end, but it but that's okay too because it does what I need it to do, and, and that's to, to produce content with, with doing my podcast and and it has other things available to it as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's got a, a ton of uh, of excitement right now. It's not supposed to ship until uh, late June. Um, and and then they only raised the price hundred bucks compared to what this one six ninety nine. So, and that uh, I'm thinking about what this device does. Not getting too crazy technical about it is uh, a lot of people may not be interested in that the, the hardcore of the audio part of it. Uh, it. It's it's something that it's going to appeal to everybody, and I think uh, that that's going to be the nice thing about uh, about what this new new unit is going to do, and it's going to be a lot more expandable. The road's going to be able to put you know more firmware on it more, more than before, um, and the sound's going to be pretty awesome. But I'll, we'll see how it goes. I, I think I'll—I've had this three years now. But I was thinking about when I bought it. Yeah, 2019, I bought this. So, and it's—it's it's had a good life and still continues to have a good life. And other influencers have said they asked that question: Is—is is it something that you do have to? You really need to upgrade? I'm like, no, not really. I mean, it's it, it, this is not like a an iPhone. Like I upgrade my iPhone every year. This this device, I think, will will probably be sufficient for you know many more years to come. But you know, it all depends on what you do. Dave, you were still you were still texting me that it was drill worthy. <laughs> well, yeah. it is drill worthy. So, Dave, the first impression. The the road podcaster you have the first gen. I look at that as a device that uh, road made for mm -hmm. podcasters, and over the past few years they've looked at how people are using the device and decided let's make the second gen for any content creators. Right. And so yes, now you can still use it as your your mixer board for your podcast, but let's say you're a musician. And you want to plug a, a a guitar and a keyboard into this and a microphone, okay? You can do that, and and it'll work equally as well for that music creator as it does for the podcaster and the the live streamer. So technically, it becomes a DAW. No, not really. I don't think because it does have recording because that's you know micro SD card recording built into it. Um, but I don't see it being an actual DAW. You still have to have the DAW do the editing um, after the fact. It has very limited, and this one doesn't have it all. And, and in fact, this one, you could hook up music, you know, uh, uh, a guitar or whatever, because it's got the quarter inch and, and the XLR connector. So um, that uh, you, you could you you could easily do it, but I don't think it has DAW. No. Well, it's, it's, it, it, uh, let's see, pre-orders today for 699 us right so it's not an inexpensive piece of kit but yeah, this wasn't either i mean it's a hundred dollars yeah, oh no yeah but um it offers an awful lot oh it does and and it gives you know somebody that if if they are seriously getting into podcasting it gives them room to grow and mm -hmm. do you know some things that i mean like there's some things here that i really don't need would i like this absolutely but you know i don't feel like yeah. i really need it um at the moment but you know, then again, it's road, and so if I decide to expand things, yeah, it, it would be one of the first things I'd look at. I'm just looking here; it has the Revolution preamps, it has the Apex processing. Apex um, processing is on this one. Uh, the Revolutionary uh, Revolution amps are, are are 
pretty phenomenal. You won't even need to have a cloud lifter. I mean, that's what I use yeah. uh, for my mic. And they're, they're saying, again, this isn't out in the wild yet. I want to, I want people, I want to see some serious reviews. I mean, the review units that were sent out these influencers, the, the firmware isn't even released yet. And uh, he was even showing it on the screen. Oh, this isn't ready yet. You can't use this. So it's basically, it's basically sitting on his desk as being pretty. Um, interesting thing they also did add on the bottom of it. It has it actually has a, uh, a visa mount on the bottom, so you can actually put a visa mount and, and mount oh, wow. it on, oh, on a planet. Ooh, yeah, as well as you can, it has a tripod mount on, on the bottom of the base, so you you actually could have a stand and it's set up, you know, on its own um, as as a as the device sitting right in front of you. Um, it's slightly smaller than than the old one, uh, but uh, not by much. But, but again. It's all really of interest, but people are interested in with this type of device. Not, not just, I wish just, they'd left the three and a half uh, millimeter yeah, they, jack on the front. They, yeah, it's gone here now because that now your output's not going to be uh, on the jack on the front here anymore. It's all the ones on the back. Um, but like I said, these these those four the, those six bars are now programmable, so you actually can program any of those things to be what they are on this Rocaster pro it's fixed to, you know, what, you know, the four mics, and then you have Bluetooth and the, the TRS um, outputs. So you can use your iPhone as, you know, as a means of uh, using for doing an interview. Um, but now they're programmable, which and that's what I said. I think that's the big thing where people were saying was the fact that this is going to be a lot more expandable in the future. Again, I think I want, I would, I'd rather wait and be out let it be out in the wild for a while. I'll let someone else test it because it's, <laughs> Again, it doesn't even have 1.0 firmware on it yet. So, yeah. I'm just reading the uh, the fine print here, and it says that this is the the Jeff Gamut Visa mount. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Gamay. It, it means <laughs> that no, that one costs more. Um, <laughs> it's imported. Yeah. Okay. Yeah this this one uh, this Visa mount works with uh, with this device and uh, pretty much any other. Unless it's uh, wrapped in pants and it doesn't work at all. Right. What about with peanut butter? Which device? No, never mind. I'm that's not, a, that's just... a totally different show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think peanut we're about to have pants. A, what a combination. Totally different show in a lot of ways. Guys, thank you. This has been fun. As always, we yeah, got thanks. through a number of stories. And uh, as always, the conversation takes turns I didn't expect, but that was good. And I think somebody in, in our private chat room said Brittany derailed us early. But it was a really good derail. It was very interesting. So thank you, Britt, wherever you are. Hope to get you back on here sometime soon. Um, so let's go around the room. Let folks know where they can find you, and we'll give them back the rest of their evening. Uh, so I'm going to reverse it, uh, as I've been doing uh, recently. Um, that puts Mr. Mark Fuccio up first. Mark, thanks for being here uh, with you and your chart. Where can we find you? Oh, yeah. I just pointed out that you know, basically uh, Spotify was down uh, 65% over the last 12 months, uh, wow. whereas Sirius, Sirius is up you know, about 8 or 10%. But the easiest way to find me is at on Twitter at Mark Fuccio, M-A-R-K-F-U-C-C-I-L, all one word, and back to you. Thank you, sir. Good to have you. Uh, let's see. What's, what's his name? Mr. Frank Petrie. Is that, is that, yeah, that's right. Mr. Uh, Frank Petrie. Petrie. Depends. Petrie. Petrie. You're calling from, yeah. Petrie. Um, where can we find you, Mr. Petrie? Uh, well, I can be found on Twitter at F Petrie or Petrie. Uh, you can be found on Instagram at, uh, Frankie P H R A N K Y. 
Uh, I have Facebook in my rearview mirror for three months, so don't even bother going there. Uh, I do a monthly column uh, for screencasts online, and I uh, occasionally post on my blog, either with a review or like today I published an uh, op-ed about my take on apples and some other people we know, their, their idea of, uh, yeah, we're helping people with accessibility but we're not showing them how to use it. And I'm, oh, I'm yeah, that's a that valid disingenuous. issue. Yeah. Yep. Very disingenuous. There's a, uh, well, it's like, uh, there's a lot of people. I mean, I love the stuff they've done. They've obviously put the thought into it. What needs to be done? But I went and I looked at the uh, little programs you could go to at my local Apple store. I could do iMovie. I can do GarageBand, I can do pages, I can do numbers, I can do Keynote. Not a single thing about how I can use that accessibility if I'm handicapped. Nothing. And yet at the same time, they're selling uh, you know, Internet of Things there on the wall. And I would think that for accessibility, in my case in particular, I'm your core demographic. So why are you coming at me? You know, I, I mean, there's, there's a book publisher we all know. Well, also I went and looked and they actually had a book that had nothing, nothing to do with technology at all, but they had not a single book on the accessibility app. And that just really, that just, that just, that just angers me to no end. So go to Frank's blog and leave a comment. Oh yeah, I know what I, you think. I tried to be very kind about it today, but uh, so I didn't name names. But I just wasn't. I wasn't very happy about it. I I saw something on YouTube and it just struck a nerve, and I went, "Yeah, you know, this is kind of stupid." <laughs> so I'm sorry, but I also I'm I'm here every Tuesday night, and I want to thank you, Chuck for uh allowing me into uh whoever's living room we're in they're gonna have to wash up once this is over but you know <laughs> wouldn't be the first time yeah that's true Gee, don't say that i'm well never mind jim ray thank you for being here get me out of this <laughs> okay well you can find me at proview.com p-r-o-v-u-e.com or on the Twitter, the pre-Elon Twitter, at uh, ProView Jim. Excellent. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. Mr. Andrew Orr, I hope we get to see you a lot more, uh, you know, as, as you develop your career now with Apple Insider. Uh, what's the best way for folks to get in touch with you? Uh, yeah, so right now I'm only on Twitter. My username is at Andrew or not. Uh, as you just mentioned, and I did at the beginning of the show, uh, Eventually, in the future, you'll be able to find my writing on appleinsider.com. Excellent. Good when are we going to be on Andrew, Andrew or live? <laughs> Maybe someday. There you go. Um, was it Jimmy Gamut? 
Where can You can find me sitting in uh, the Chevy dealership, uh, <laughs> waiting for my car, my truck to finish getting detailed, and complaining about the fact that they don't have an open bar. Uh, but when I'm not doing that, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Jay Gamut on both. YouTube.com slash Jay Gamut for my occasional videos. And um, uh, here on Tuesdays with you and all these awesome people. Uh, on Thursdays with Dave on In Touch with iOS. And then also on Thursdays, the, the big show, Friday's the Mac show. Context Machine with Brian Chaffin. And, uh, and occasionally hanging out with all of my new friends and old friends, apparently, in France as we, uh, we do all these family things. Just go on the internet. You'll find them. Yeah, you can find me. I am really looking forward to uh, uh, Frank's new uh, column where he talks about his uh, favorite movies. Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Uh, oh, <laughs> that was a okay. long walk off a short pier. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, I, but I pulled it together. You, you okay, I'll, I'll give you credit. I'll give you credit. I'll give you. Credit. I wonder. I wonder where you were going with it, Jeff. But you, you, you got it. You got it. You want to tell him where to go with it now, or <laughs> I'm going to tell him to, to relax. Don't do it. Yeah, we'll save that for after dark. <laughs> Last but absolutely not least, Mr. David Ginsburg, uh, who is saving up his pennies for the new road podcaster, too. We'll see. Where can we find you, Dave? You can find me at in touch with iOS, in touch with iOS.com. You have my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Dave G65 here on Tuesday nights, also on the Mac show on Fridays <laughs> in the British Tech Network. And uh, I'm on Twitter at Dave G65. Thanks so much, Chuck. Thank you. Folks, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices Live, Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you are. We are live in the uh, YouTube, YouTube chat room at youtube.com slash Mac Voices TV. And you should be too, hopefully next Tuesday. Until then, and as always, thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by Truebill. Get control of your subscriptions at truebill.com slash macvoices.